You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. back. This is Chris Armfield and my good friend... Oliver Wong. Oliver Wong, how are you, my friend? Well, we just went to... Um, what's the name of this restaurant that we had lunch at just now? P.F. Chang's? No, no, no. Caviar and Bananas. Racist. racist. That's right. Caviar and Bananas. Did you and, just call me... Well, I mean, that <laughs> comment, you know... No, I was just thinking about P.F. Chang's. It, it has nothing to do with you being ways. Asian. Well, no. We'll, we'll agree disagree. Unbelievable. I didn't have any caviar. I didn't see any caviar and bananas. There's I'm not gotta a be caviar guy, there. There has to be. But I was be. just like, I feel like this is a, this is a misnomer here. I'm in here and I'm seeing bacon and bagels. Right. It's like I feel like that's a like good name for a restaurant. Bacon and bagels. I'm trying to get out of America. That's what I just caught doing. You took me to, fr- and I'm trying to go to France, and you took me back to Pelzer. Ah. Uh, I feel like you just crossed me. <laughs> you just, you just, in many ways, dissed so many different areas <laughs> in the world. By the way, enough of this. Yeah. It's great to see you. It's so good to be Agreed on this to podcast together. Listen, for all of you who are listening out there right now on the podcast, we're glad you're here at the City Lights um, Equipping Podcast. Mm-hmm. We've historically done a lot of uh, equipping on city groups and city group culture. We're taking a step forward today into something that we've been really talking about for a long time, you and I, about can we continue to equip people through this medium on a whole host of different topics. And we're going to start by doing a really important topic today. Why don't you just give us a fly-in about what we're going to talk about here and why. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, today I want to talk about a topic that's emerged several different times on several occasions through uh, city group leader huddles, city groups themselves, um, leadership conversations with people at the church, and just the topic of rest. Mm-hmm. Um, I've just been hearing, um, I think fall gets kicked in, school gets kicked in, new schedule, new um, expectations, new opportunities, new season of life. And with that comes a lot of new responsibilities, a lot of new weights. And uh, so I just really wanted to talk and discuss about this topic of rest. What does rest really look like? Not mm. to just escape from our work, not just to like binge out on Netflix or eat ice cream or do whatever it is we do to try and escape from work. But what does it look like to really mm. actively rest and to pursue Jesus in rest? He created it. He did it and practiced it on the seventh day. And so I just think there's a way to do it and a way not to do it. And I just would love to, to talk about it, look at the scripture and see what God might say. Mm. So really, the mission, the vision, the focus of this podcast is ultimately that always in the context of our faith thriving Mm -hmm. and growing, so we're really trying to understand how rest plays a part in our faith thriving. And that's a lot what this podcast and all the others will be about, whether that's rest or work or conflict management or anger and all these different topics that we'll be getting into. So let's just jump into that. Um, Oliver, why don't you just bring us in? What does the scriptures really give us this idea about kingdoms or busyness or all the things that we're doing in life? Like what's what what are the one things that we can be about in the scriptures? What does the scripture tell us about rest? Immediately on the topic of rest, I thought about the story between Martha and Mary, two women mm. in the Bible, both near in proximity of Jesus, knowing who Jesus is, but responding to him differently. Martha's the sister who's working hard in the kitchen, doing many things. Mm -hmm. Mary's sitting at Jesus' feet, listening to his teaching. Martha complains to Jesus, and Jesus responds by this statement. Martha, you've been doing many things. You've been worried about many things, but Mary has been 
you know, follow, uh, abiding by the right portion, which is to focus on the one thing. Wow. So that's really what I want to talk about is the category of life. Um, we have an opportunity in proximity of Jesus, living in the many things, living according to the calendar, living according mm. to the list, becoming a slave to the um, kind of checklist of our life. Mm. But really, not only not only that, we have an opportunity um, in each and every moment to abide by the one thing, which is to sit at Jesus' feet. Um, mm. Not to be passive and not to escape from the world. We're in the world, not of the world. We're in the world, and we do have tasks that matter. Kids matter. School matters. Responsibility matters. Work matters. Not to just escape from those responsibilities, but how do I position myself according to Jesus so that I might mm. complete the, the many things, but in light of the one thing. So let's mm. talk about that today. Um, you know, uh, let's let's just start off by 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 sharing a little bit, Chris. Um, you know, you okay. are a pastor. You're an elder at our church. Um, you are a father of three. You're transitioning out of uh, one house and moving to another. You're mm. a husband. You you know, you've got a lot of things, and those are not, of course, in priority or, or, or order, but. You have many things in your life. Mm. Um, what are some of the things that are, are on your to-do list right now? What's on your calendar right now? What does it look like to be not just Pastor Chris, but human Chris, Brother Chris? Oh, wow. Um, sounds like you're saying if I were to look at your calendar for the average week, what would I find on there? Yeah. Uh, you'd also find things like the finance team for City Lights, which, yeah. you know, if that's not something I think about every day. But then when that meeting comes, I've got to prepare uh, I have to observe, look at every single line, which there's hundreds of them, and then research, di- dissect all that, then actually send it back to our planning church, and then reassess it with our operations manager. So really just one little thing that might look like 60 minutes on my calendar could take up five hours. Um, so that, we're selling our house, so all those projects we have to get done, we're moving, we're giving things away. Uh, I'm also a, a son and a, a brother to my blood family and relatives and uh, you know, there's, mm-hmm. I think any of us that, that talk about a commonality, all of us have most likely family, friends, which to me, I start hearing the word expectation, 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 mm-hmm. whether I'm aware of expectations or not. I think people have expectations for me. I have expectations for others. And I know in my own family, my own house expectations usually collide every day. They don't always walk in perfect rhythm. Uh, it's 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 often that someone has expectations for me that I don't find out about until I walk in the door, and I had expectations that are getting thwarted. And there's usually some kind of war that happens in that setting. Right. So I don't know when, when you talk about calendar and time and one thingness. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, it, it's what a challenge it is to be one thing minded when everybody else has things <laughs> in mind Sure. for me and you or anyone else, right? Sure. Yeah. I, I mean, I think of different, not only people, but Penny, my dog, uh, puts an extra thing <laughs> on my list. I mean, whether she's doing, you know, peeing in places that she's not supposed to pee, barking at people she's not supposed to be barking at. She is another thing on my list. Oh, man. Um, you know, we're not missing things, especially as adults yeah. in this world. We have more and more things to, to do and put our hands to. Good things, bad yeah. things, hard things, easy things. Um, and they be, mm. can very easily become idols. They can become, like you you started to kind of hinge into this or, or step into this of they can start to tell us what to do rather than the Lord telling us what yeah. to do. Our responsibilities, our tasks can tell us what to do. You know, I mean, uh, Leo has more money that he owes to the library than a gambling addict <laughs> at uh, Las Vegas. He just continues to just, just just pile up fees upon fees. I get emails from him and he's they're going to turn him into loan officer. He's going to go to jail and there's only no so many way. times I can bail him out. It's a whole other, you know, oh sermon on grace, goodness. I guess. But we want to talk about this because um, we, we don't want to be a slave to the many things. We want to be a servant to the one thing, to Jesus. We mm-hmm. want to consecrate. And we're going to use that word a little bit and define it as we go on. 
Um, we do mm. not want to. We don't want to live in a rhythm of of burn and binge. We want to live mm. in a rhythm of rest and run. Uh, burn and binge is when Friday comes along and you just kind of not easy coast landing of your plane into Friday. You crash land into Friday, mm. and it turns into how fast can I either inebriate myself, I guess, in the worst case scenario, or, or yeah. kind of dull the pain by doing movies or Netflix or ice cream or extra sleep or yeah. whatever it is that we're trying to do. We escape out of, mm. you know, we're working for the weekend and we escape out of the last week mm. and um, and we burn. We burn all week long and then we end up binging. And I think mm. um, I've come to, to have a radar in my life of if I'm binging on Friday, I, it makes me think, I wonder... Um, in what ways have I tried to do what God wants to do for me by myself? Mm. Um, I wonder how I've gotten out of alignment. I wonder um, how what I've done from Monday through Thursday that makes it so I just so crave and long to binge yeah. on Friday and on the weekend to escape. Man, I, I, the word binge, at least for me, um, I'm 38 right now, and binge used to be about like um, eating and then... Uh, like overeating, eating, 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 binging, or or getting all that out of you was a word I used binge for. And then I started hearing people binge, and they said I'm binge watching things. Mm-hmm. I didn't. I actually didn't know what that meant until I went on Netflix, and I realized when something comes out, like all episodes, all eight episodes of something are there, and you go from one to the next to the next to the next to the next. And Netflix literally will dictate your life yeah. because I, I've done it. And Netflix actually starts to play the next episode. Right. You don't even have to do anything. It's just like, we've already decided what you need to do, and this is the best. And you're like, yes, it is. It's terrible. And so I, I think I went five episodes straight on Stranger Things, and uh, and it was attractive. But I also, there's a repercussion for that. And repercussion's not a bad word. Um, but I, I, these are important words. Rest, what is it? Um, binge, what is it? Burn, what is it? Run, what is it? I would say this. I can identify, and I'd ask you as a podcast listener, what's your binge? Mm-hmm. Um I'll pause so you can think about it for a moment, but how do you binge? You probably already know. We've already talked about a huge idol, which frankly is Netflix. I found people spending 16, 17, 18 hours a week on Netflix, and we're not here to knock on Netflix, but that's a lot of time to do a lot of things. But I know my binge. I'll just go ahead and confess it. Um, I've had a tendency to burn on my Tuesday through like Saturday is more of my work week into Sunday, and then Sunday afternoon, a cold, fan-blowing uh, bl- blinds closed, noisemaker on. You're playing boys to men. Food, You're water. No, no, no. <laughs> food yeah. and water, food and drink. Um, Sorry, I in, in my sheets, pull up the blanket at like three in the afternoon. And if I never have to get out of that bed, that's great. And I literally, it's not actual rest. Mm-hmm. I don't, I don't get up out of that refreshed or understanding my identity as a, a child of God, like the things that actually rest is. It's not that. It's numbing all the busyness and then I go out of that and jump right back into a burn or a run and I'm I mean sometimes I, I get back to work on a Tuesday and I feel worse than I did Sunday afternoon yeah. it's because I've been binging that is not at all what consecration is that's not at all what rest actually is and so I just know for my own self and then I'm pretty much Oliver everybody I talk to they have some form of binging I, I have friends who are now confessing they're alcoholics and it's really hard to know if someone's inebriated unless they've drank too much. But to numb might not be Netflix. It might be something else. So, I mean, those are the things that come to my mind already. So Martha's in the kitchen. She's working hard. She's burning and probably at some point would have to end up end up binging. She's not really – she's right. near Jesus but not abiding in him. Verse 40 says, Martha was distracted with much serving. That's funny to distract yourself with serving. You mm. usually think serving is to be like Christ, but you can serve without him. That's what it talks about in First Corinthians 13. 
Um, and she went up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to serve alone? Tell her then to help me. But the Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are anxious and troubled about many things, mm. but one thing is necessary. What is that one thing? Let's talk about that. But one thing is necessary. Mary has chosen the good portion. Mm. Okay, so the one thing is the good portion. It's it's our portion. It's mm. not it's not Chris's portion. It's you know it's the one he's given to me, not Chris or Timothy or. Kelton or any of these other you know people in my life it's it's what he's told me to do and that's my portion it's a good thing um this is what my my rest should look like which will not be taken away from from her or from me Mm. so um as we talk about this this word um many things and we or the theme of many things and one thing um i really see that not only um is jesus giving us you know freedom from the many things Mm. he doesn't as you continue to say not just free from something but freedom into something Mm -hmm. um and the way that i'd put it this way is that a lot of times when you say hey are you resting it becomes a calendar conversation it becomes how you know how well do you make sure that you don't schedule this and this on a friday how well do you make sure you just block out areas of your calendar that you make sure to get away or go to power's place and i think that's part of it but as you know and i as i know location doesn't determine rest right activity doesn't determine rest doesn't. um it's it's not as much about the calendar as it is and this is the language we've been talking about the calendar versus the conversation or the one we're really going to use today is the consecration to the lord mm. um, what does it look like to move from a place of being told what to do dictated what to do by others or by the calendar that we set or by the list the to-do list what what does it look like to step away from the many things come out of the mm-hmm. kitchen come mm-hmm. into the living room sit at jesus feet and only be be told or dictated by the one thing, mm. which is consecration, to move from ca- to move from calendar to consecration. Well, man, I'm massively stirred by that thought. Two things come to mind: if consecration is uh, kind of like non-agendaed time with God or non-agendaed presence, relational. Um, moment like a space set apart mm-hmm. to be with God space mm-hmm. like you said it's not the lake it's not the back porch although those things can be the place or the living room or the office it could be those things that's secondary primary is a, a place of free of distraction where we can actually engage with God um, number one podcast listener are you interested in that mm. I mean what what is where is God's presence on your priority list. Not, that's not like, I don't ask that in a condemning way. Um, I just want to say like, is that even a desire of yours? Does that terrify you? Or is he good? Um, is If he's not good in your mind, if he's not safe in your mind, if he's not uh, refreshing in your mind, then your answer is probably like, no, I'm terrified. So I understand that. I want to say in a kind way, he is good. He is kind. And he has only left me refreshed. Um, mm. Well, that's your God. He's not like that with me. Well, all I want to say is... Um, I don't want you to check out if you're not wanting to have set apart time relationally with him. That's okay. God loves you. He knows where you are. But I want you to keep listening. And just, I would ask you, like, God, would you would you renew, would you restore my idea and understanding of you? Um, do you want to be in relation with me, God? And what does that look like? Would you, tell, would you help me understand what a consecrated moment with you looks like? So that's my first thought, just to be caring mm-hmm. and be with you and not force it. The second thing, Oliver, that came to my mind is... Um, consecration is something I'll just, I can't help but represent myself. I want to be with God. I want 
to sit with him. So this morning I did, I just sat with him and I have a guitar nearby. I have a journal nearby. I have my Bible nearby. I have books I'm reading nearby. I have a sketch pad nearby. I could kneel. I could sing. I could yell. I mean, there's so many things I could do with God. I can go on a walk. I mean, a lot of options. I think sometimes when we think of consecration or time with God, we really hem it into, we're only going to do this and this and this. And at least for a personality like mine, when I get restricted with options, I feel really well, constricted and claustrophobic. Uh, and I've just found that my God wants me to to be with him, and uh, he, he gives us a lot of freedom to go a lot of places. So consecration, to me, definition of consecration, to me, it's a want to, mm-hmm. it's a, a get to, uh, and I'd actually like to remove it from a, a have to. I think that the calendar to me, when I look at my calendar, uh, Sydney Ann is my assistant's really good to put all the have tos. Mm-hmm. And so when she says, you need to spend 60 minutes or two hours on this, I go spend that two hours or 60 minutes on it. If I just go to sleep, wake up, you know, 15, 20 minutes before I have to jump into a have to, I'm very unmotivated. I'm not fresh. I don't want to do it. I want to spend time with God. So I find myself waking up way before I have to do anything because I want to do. I move from the want to do, which is rest, mm-hmm. and I move into run. And when I come out of that run, I'm actually still enjoying the rest and I don't have to binge at the mm-hmm. end and I'm not burning. So those are just some initial thoughts from me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would think my, my kind of clean, if I had to really put it down on a Webster type of dictionary and at least in my own mind for my own working principle um, of what consecration is, it's it's doing life with Jesus rather than just for him. Mm. Um, it's, it's very relational. So I think of your story about what about that, as you shared to some of us about your consecration season and just asking him not just to cut off coffee, but to ask him about coffee every time. What do you say about coffee? What do you say about this coffee? What do you say about that iced coffee versus this hot coffee? Mm -hmm. And really just asking him and abiding in him on a moment by moment basis, instead of living from a prayer time to live for him, taking him with it. He Mm -hmm. goes with us and living life with him. So it's, what do you want Jesus? Why do you want it? When are you, what are you saying? When are you saying to do it? How do you want to do it? And it's just, it's, it's, it's a void. It's not, uh, leaving him, you know, just in the Bible or in the quiet place or in the secret time before the day starts, but taking him with us on every moment of the day. And and God's intent, I realized. So I, some of you haven't heard the story. I one of my my first few hours in a consecration, and it's caught me by surprise. I made some coffee. It was uh, like four thirty in the morning, mm-hmm. and that's just a time I like to go spend time with the Lord. And so I was about to drink coffee, and as I put up to my lips, the Lord said, "What about that?" And the the whole point for me wasn't that God wanted to challenge and not let my right foot go until he said, okay, left, and then right and left. It was, the big takeaway for me was, wow, he's speaking. Like God, God cares. God's actually here with me as I drink coffee in my warm up to spend time with him. He's already here and he Mm -hmm. wants to talk to me about coffee. So it had nothing to do with religious, I have tos. It was, wow, I get, I get to hear from you. And that was invigorating. I think Oliver, when I was listening to you to find that, there were some really important things you mentioned. Another thing that came to my mind, it's not an additional thing, but almost a synonym is for me, consecration is what I call personally active rest. I'm not going into consecration, set apart time with God, set apart place with God. You could even call it a date with God. I show Mm -hmm. up on time. I spend as much time as I am. I'm with him. I don't text with other people. I mean, it's a really good date. I'm a good date in my consecration, but it's active rest. I'm not going in. uh, So I think sometimes when we see the word rest, we're thinking about a nap or sleeping in. Uh, so we think of consecration as what does that look like with God? I think oftentimes people go, I have to read my Bible or I have to. No, it's these are I get tos right. and I want tos. So for me, active rest looks like if I look at the calendar and I see all the things that my assistant has put on my schedule, I actually look and say, well, I intend to spend three hours with God prior to anything that starts. So 
uh, Tuesday, my first appointment was at 6.30 a.m. And now listen, this isn't norm, but I, I think we have to be living examples. Um, I didn't set an alarm clock, but I did. I got out of bed. I know it sounds a little weird, but I got out of bed at 1.48 a.m. And I got to the office at 2.15, and I spent from 2.15 to 6.30 mm. just with the Lord. And it yeah. was amazing. I mean, amazing. We did so many different things. and uh, But then I, I, I spent, I realized I spent as much time privately with the Lord as I spent with people that day. Uh, and then I'm still spending time, like you said, with people and God at the same time, too. It's not like we, yeah. we leave him in that consecrated space. But the, the application for me is I don't let my calendar tell me when to consecrate. And I don't look my calendar tell me what's valuable. I, mm-hmm. My calendar says these are the things you have to do. But as a child of God, as a son of the living God, as a co-heir with Christ, all the things that have so captured me, like I want to be a Christ follower. I mm-hmm. want to do the things he wants. And I want to know him just like I want to know my wife, but even more so. So I I build in consecration time. Mm-hmm. And I guess as a, as a contrast to that, I used to go, my first meeting's at nine, so I'm going to sleep as late as I can, and then I'll kind of maybe pray on the way uh, just because it's the Christian thing to do or I need I need an energy boost kind of thing, like taking a five-hour energy of Jesus before I get in the meeting. And listen, I, I just, I just will just confess. And this is for me. If you want to put me in the pastoral category, that's it's special for you. Fine. But for me as a Christ follower, I can't help but spend lots and lots and lots of time with him alone because he's that good. Mm-hmm. It's a, I want to, it's not, I have to, I mm-hmm. want to, but God has called us to major things and I need him. I need his wisdom. I need his revelation. I need rest with him. I need his love. I need it. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I know I get pretty excited about that, but that's a big deal to me. Yeah. So I'm hearing us say moving from just abiding in the calendar to abiding in the consecration with mm-hmm. him. That's what I'm hearing us say. Um, and that rest is not is less about saying no to things. It's more about saying yes to him. It's yeah. not about saying no to work. It's about saying yes to a life with him. Well, we have to say yes to work. We have to. We, we have do. to say yes to fathering and mothering and parenting and bossing and employing. We have right. to. But we we give more yes to to things that I think if we really took an inventory, we'd be like, I could do without that. But I think, you know, for me, it would just be like, what are you giving your best to? You know, mm-hmm. and I just, it's not, I don't have to give my best to God for him to love me. He loves me. So I want to give him my best because I've been loved, man. It, it's better. He's better than anything else I've found. So here's two just practical examples uh, that I've seen even in the last 24 hours of how this might look um, in, in your life. I think as we position um, our, our heart um, towards consecration rather than calendar or towards a yes to him, um, that the, the, actually the items in your day might stay the same, yeah. but the way you look at those items will change drastically That's good. because mm-hmm. when, as we exalt him, the value of everything else begins to change in light of, of who he is and who he says the world is and who I am and so forth. Yeah. Um, one of these is that I had, uh, an appointment that was kind of like a, a standing meeting, you know, to help plan for, for youth group today. Um, and we meet every single Wednesday, me and Caleb Riddle, and we just hammer out details with youth. We got a cool Illuminate camping trip coming up, and um, we planned a lot of that last week. And uh, this week, I sort of looked at the agenda. I looked at some of the items. I prayed about it. Um, I talked to Caleb. And the funny thing is, I just said, you know, I wanted to get ready for the podcast. I wanted to plan out for equipping environments, which that's another kind of push that's coming up uh, later on this month. Um, but I just, I just saw that uh, potentially my yes to Jesus and his kingdom and what he's doing maybe might look like moving the meeting or doing it at a different time. So I began to talk to him about it. And as we talked, it just seemed like, yeah, that totally made sense. You know, I had put it on my calendar as, um, as a logical logistical kind of, 
um, there's a list of priorities and here's where it belongs on the calendar and this is what I should do without really asking the Lord each week about, should I have that? What about that? What about that meeting? What about this meeting? And it turned out that as we talked, it just seemed like we should kind of cancel the meeting and move it to another time. Um, if I wouldn't have been in the place of what's Jesus saying and abiding with him, I would have just looked at the calendar and done what it said mm-hmm. rather than what he was saying. And so now my, my morning opened up. I had a great time planning and emails and doing lots of stuff that I need to catch up on. And the funny thing is that the expectations that I might have imagined from Caleb weren't really there. I just imagined them. I'm the one that put the burden of work on my shoulders, not anybody else. Um, the other one that I was going to mention, Chris, is just after group. You know, we have groups on Tuesdays and Wednesdays now, and it's a very busy season for me and Kyra. And it's just funny. I think in that evening, I kind of had a choice there to kind of submit and surrender to the busyness of the group and just, you know, sleep into the next, you know, right. get to sleep right away and then go into the next thing. And I just felt a 10 minute window. I said, let's get everybody on the couch. I had all my kids pile mm. on the couch, the dog, Kyra, all, all the kids, the family, and everybody was there. And I just said, let's all talk about what we're thankful for. Mm. It took 10 minutes of our day, but completely repositioned the heart and the and the perspective that I had on the whole rest of the night. Oh, the yeah. spiritual climate changed. My stress level went down. Yep. The kids had joy. So it, yep. as you're talking about it, you know, the theme that's between the lines is it's not really even a quantity of time. It's more of a quality of time right. that you can actually rest more in 10 minutes than you can in 10 hours, depending on the position of your oh, heart towards good. Jesus. That's so good. So, so, what is, so what does it look like, I think? Maybe it's not like, oh, well, I'm going to start resting more by cutting out all this stuff out of my calendar. Maybe it's more about just starting with the question, Lord, what are you saying? Mm-hmm. And saying, let me say yes to you. Put that rock first. Mm-hmm. And then all the other priorities come into sync, come into correct focus. They come out of distortion, which is, is expectation and pressure. And they come into clarity mm-hmm. because I'm I'm abiding, doing what Mary did by sitting at his feet and listening mm-hmm. to his teaching. You know, as, you're, as we're closing up this podcast, two things come to mind. One, if we approach our relationship with Jesus the way we do, maybe more with our spouse or someone that we love, we don't only go and love them when we feel like it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not that we fake our love, but we're committed to them and we know what it looks like to be kind and caring for other people. If I only spent time with God when I physically felt like it, mm-hmm. I might never, ever go spend time with them. Mm-hmm. And so I think Romans 12 sticks out in my mind to, um, I appeal to you brothers to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice and as we offer our bodies as a living sacrifice, we'll be transformed by the presenting of our minds to him. And so when I'm waking up at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m., if I have to set an alarm clock, I might be like, I'm a zombie. I'm so tired. And yes, I might need sleep at times. And there are days when I sleep till 9 because I've been running with the Lord and work and I need to reset my body. But there's other times when I go, hey appetite you don't need to eat right now this is habit i remember when we did our consecration season that was a big thing for me was i don't have hunger pains i have habit pains i'm mm-hmm. just used to sleeping wow. i'm used to eating i'm used to binging and i said no i'm not going to listen to my body there's no way it needs food i just ate an hour and 30 minutes ago no way this is habit pain so i guess my challenge to you is to call out the myth the myth is i'm too tired i don't have enough time i'm too distracted i'm too anxious i'm too this i'm too that Let's actually take captive all of these competing voices and just say, who am I listening to? Because God says, if you're tired, if you're weary, if you're heavy laden, if you're thirsty, come here. I'm going to give you rest. Guys, I promise you, God wants to give you rest. And the kind of rest that he gives you causes you to actually be restored. You'll know who you are as a child of God. That's what Oliver and I are trying to really 
uh, say that's the one thing. It's abiding in your relationship with God. It's Mary sitting at the feet. She knew it was the right time. How did she know that the right place was at the feet of Jesus rather than making the meal for Jesus? How did she know that? I think she was listening. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we, when we listen, we're going to hear similar things that, that might be surprising to us. That's all the time we have for today. Super excited about being the first of many podcasts, hopefully, into the future. Look forward to talking with you in the future and praying for you. Bless you in your week. In Jesus' name, amen. Adios.